to BIV Today. I'm Tyler Orton. Now, North Vancouver's Active Impact Investments has just closed a $54 million climate tech fund. This comes as it's becoming, I think, increasingly obvious to everyone that we need to address the ongoing climate change threat immediately. So joining us today to delve into the value of a lot of these climate tech companies, uh, some of which are based here locally in Vancouver, it is Mike Winterfield. He is the founder and managing partner of Active Impact Investments. Mike, thanks for joining us on the show. Thanks for having me, Tyler. So look, before we delve into the $54 million fund, I want to ask you what it was that convinced you to kind of pursue this launch of Active Impact Investments and look at these companies that are developing climate technologies right now. Yeah, you know what, if I if I go back a few years, I think it might be hard for me to pick out a singular moment. Um, but I, I just through my career, I was, I was just um, growing more interested in doing work that I felt like could have some form of an impact beyond just making, you know, making an income making a living. And uh, I did do a trip to to Beijing a number of years ago. Uh, there was a there was a little bit sort of jolting for me where uh, my, my wife and my newborn son at the time, we, uh, we were breathing in this really smoggy air and our, our throats were hurting and, and uh, you know, you could, you could barely see the, the sun through kind of this muted sky. Not, not that different than unfortunately what we see sometimes with the forest fire smoke. Um, but it was a bit of a wake up call for me. It was, it was uh, these talks going on of what cities could look like in the future if we're not careful uh, it dawned on me that this was not the future. This was the present and uh, just not, you know, not a future that I wanted for, for, you know, other cities around the world or any city around the world, especially when you, when you spend time in, in beautiful Vancouver. If you look at where we are now versus maybe where, where we were, you know, 10, 15 years ago, just in terms of people coming on board with this, like what is the appetite like right now for a lot of these technologies that are addressing what, what many people will say is the most pressing issue that we're facing uh, as just a global community right now? So, so fortunately it, it is a huge growth area. I think, you know, I think public awareness has, has, has really heightened. And I think, you know, beyond awareness, I think that, that there's actually people you know, taking action, right? So, you know, you can, you can kind of stomp your feet and say, you know, we don't like this, we don't like that, we want this change, but you don't really get a lot done until people, you know, dig in and, and start, you know, working and innovating and, and, uh, and, and being willing to take part in solutions. So, so fortunately, we're seeing, we're seeing really good growth in, in both fronts. Um, but look, I mean, there's still, uh, there still is a, a large amount of apathy. I mean, I, I would, I, you know, I would ask you if you look around your, your, your yourself, your, your your family, your friends. There's probably not a lot of people among that group that would say, you know, they're really sort of devoting their, a lot of their time, their life, their career uh, to trying to solve this this climate crisis. So it's um, it's a big improvement. I would say it's 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 not it's still not enough. Do you have hope that we, we might be getting everybody on board, you know, in the coming <laughs> years? Because like, I, I think about the wildfires uh, that yeah. are going through BC. It's such yeah. a physical like impact when we see, you know, the, the smoke hitting the skies. And it's, I think that's been serving as a wake up call for a lot of British Columbians. But I, again, I wonder, like, uh, what more should we be doing at this point? Yeah, I, I do have hope. I mean, I, I, and thank you for asking that question, because I, 
you know, the last thing that we want people to walk away with is, is sort of a feeling of, of destitute that, you know, it's bad and it's going to get worse and there's nothing we can do about it. Um, the reason why I've devoted my time and, and career and why many others have is, is, is because there, there are some incredible uh, possibilities and innovations that just, you know, require, you know, a lot more people to get involved and they require a lot of funding, but, but they actually have huge payoff. You know, one, one example that, that I've, I've, you know, read about and learned about that, that I think is a, an interesting source for hope is, is if you look at what the, the three largest uh, causes of death in, in throughout the course of humankind, it's been starvation, disease, and violent crime. And, and interestingly, when you think of those as like just giant global problems, uh, it's, it's been in the last 50 years that all three of those are at their lowest levels in human history. And so it's just, I think that's an interesting proof point that, you know, humans, uh, when we do kind of, you know, bind together and decide to dig in on a particular issue, uh, we're pretty good at solving it. So it just, it takes enough of that sort of political will. Um, when you look at how much the world got turned upside down with, with uh, COVID and how much change people were able to sort of implement and endure in such a short period of time, if the climate crisis was receiving that type of attention, you know, we, we'd be in a very different position than we are today. Yeah, no kidding. You know, it's just kind of that rapid deployment of everybody's brains, you know, uh, working together and, and actually physical action <laughs> ensuing. So I, I guess you had mentioned, you know, what are the solutions that can come of this? And tell me a little bit, like, what are the kinds of technologies that you guys are interested in and maybe some of the portfolio companies? I, I've written about, for example, uh, Clear Renewables, a Vancouver-based company. Mm-hmm. But, um, what, what, what's really sparking your interest right now? Yeah. Well, listen, I mean, I think a lot of people um, and maybe some of your listeners, I mean, they, they get interested and, and they do become concerned and like, hey, how can I take part in this? And I think, you know, people think about, OK, who do I vote for? And, and that's, you know, that's important. What's the political agenda? I think people, uh, you know, start to think more about uh, their purchasing decisions. So whether those be personal purchasing decisions or whether that be, you know, as, a, as an owner of a business and, and how, do you, how you do procurement. Um I think, uh, you, you know, people have, have started to kind of recognize um, uh, investments, obviously, as, as, as one component of that. Probably uh, that, that, that's, that's a, later, uh, uh, a later stage one that people are thinking through uh, and, and where people choose to, to, to work, where they choose to put their efforts. Um, so, so, yeah, on the investment side, we, um, we kind of have to pick our battles a little bit, right? We, we, we don't know a lot about a lot of different industries. So we kind of have to pick, you know, business models that, that we understand. Um, but in essence, we, you know, we're looking for uh, small uh, businesses that have a tremendous amount of promise. That, you know, this is, this is, you know, not charity. These are not, not for profits. These are, these are harnessing uh, capitalism. These are, these are companies that, have the ability to to be tremendously profitable and to to fund their growth uh, through through their sales and operations, um, but that while they are achieving that revenue, achieving that growth, that the impact that they provide is is inextricably linked to the revenue. So so I, the reason I say that is, you know, I th- I think you know sustainability 
kind of 1.0 was <clears throat> large organizations having a, a CSR department. So it was, you know, a group of people who decided, hey, you know, we care about these issues and how can we, how can we affect some change? Um, and what it has moved into, uh, thankfully, is companies where their entire existence is to, to solve a particular uh, issue or problem, but to, to do it with a business model that can generate profit. Well, you guys have $54 million at hands. Uh, what is kind of the typical size of an investment? Um, and I'm curious about this because, as you said, uh, you know, you're know you looking at smaller companies. So I, I wouldn't expect you're going to you know, uh, drop you know, like $25 million on, on any given company. But what would be kind of the typical size of investment? Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's it's sort of a diversified approach uh, to try to reduce risk because you know the, these small companies do have a higher failure rate. There's there is there is inherent risk at investing at this stage. So, so each of the funds that we've managed so far, we've we've set out to invest in approximately 15 companies per fund. Um, and the first check in in, a, in our in our current fund, the 54 million dollar fund, would would be between a million and a million and a half dollars. So then what organizations are getting behind you with, you guys raised this uh, capital uh, here. And so a lot of people are like, okay, so like who would the backers be? Cause I think it's of, of interest about like who else is kind of throwing their support behind, you know, this climate tech just to address, you know, one of the most pressing issues right now. Um, yeah. So we were, we were very fortunate. We, we had, um, we had 50 investors in our first fund and, uh, don't quote me on this, but I think it was 32 of the 50 from our first fund came forward into our, into our second fund. So that was, that was sort of seeded the interest of people that, uh, knew us best. And then we were, we were lucky to, to welcome in a number of new investors and, and what was new for us with our second fund was that uh, we moved away from sort of some of the, the, the wealthier individuals uh, and we started to move to more institutions and organizations. So some, some uh, corporate uh, backers, like, you know, first West credit union um, you know, we, we had a, 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 we had a pension fund called uh, Fondaction pension fund participate, you know, locally Van city, um, they have a fund of funds uh, that's, that's specifically set out to to deploy capital into these into these types of, of things, and, and they, uh, uh, they they chose us for for a certain allocation of it. Um, so yeah, we were, we were really lucky to have a, a quite a diverse mix. It's it's a mixture of foundations, high net worth individuals, which will sometimes run their money in in, in what they'll call a family office. Um, as well as uh, sort of more uh, corporate and, pr- and professional investments, more, more funds. Well, you guys are keeping the portfolio diversified, you know, which makes sense. You know? And what are your thoughts about kind of the potential for a, a lot of the value of climate tech companies you know, just to surge in the coming years, as I think just more people are going to be waking up to this and, and realizing, yikes, like we need to, you know, um, you know, address these issues, tap into these products and perhaps, you know, kind of uh, invest in these companies and and boost their uh, valuations moving forward as well. Yeah. I mean, we're not shy about saying that we actually think that investing in sustainability will actually be the best investment that anybody can make in the next decade. I mean, it's, it is, it has so many positive tailwinds going for it. It's, it's where uh, people want to work so you can get access to great talent it's where people want to invest so you can get well-funded. 
Uh, it's where regulations are starting to to you know Im- impose you know particular restrictions on on you know old and dirty industries and and, and create sort of you know beneficial pathways for for the cleaner ones. Um, yeah, there's just like there, there, there's a lot of inherent benefits uh, in addition to as you already mentioned just the, the huge growth and appetite and interest. So. Um, yeah, we, you know, we're, we're, we're very optimistic and it, it's, that, that's kind of a, it's a wonderful realization when we did our first fund, you know, our, our, our ask to our investors, we say, Hey, listen, take a chance on us. What we would like to prove to you is that you can invest in things that you care about and not have to sacrifice returns. And, and they took that chance on us. And, 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 and to date that has proved itself to be true. But what we realized coming into fund two is, is the message changed a little bit. And we said, no, no, actually, this isn't an opportunity to invest in what you care about and not have to sacrifice returns. This is an opportunity to invest in what you care about and actually have an opportunity to have better returns than elsewhere. And uh, you don't have to look too far when you, when you see, you know, people who had big portfolios in the last year that included uh, uh, a lot of exposure to, to oil, they got, you know, they got, pretty hurt. Um, so, so yeah, no, we're, we're, we're super enthusiastic and it, it's kind of neat when you're doing something that you care about and you, and you did, you're doing it initially because you, you wanted to create, you know, positive impact and, and, and focus on climate change and environmental sustainability. But, but what a wonderful bonus when all of a sudden you start get, getting rewarded with this actually just being a good place to work and invest. Well, Mike, I think what you're doing is what we need to see more of right now. And I just want to thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Oh, thanks a million. I really appreciate having the opportunity. That's Mike Winterfield. He is founder and managing partner of Active Impact Investments. And that is it for the show today. But we'll be back with more. In the meantime, you go to BIV.com. More interviews, more stories there. For now, I'm Tyler Orton. Thank you for listening. 